and we are back on 90.7 The Music FM. For those listening on the radio side, I just played Blink-182 with all the small things. <coughs> and you are listening to The J-Red Show on 90.7 The Music FM. To switch gears, talk about baseball a little bit. Um, the Yankees uh, beat the Mets 12-5 earlier today. Um... Three RBIs by Luke Voigt and Gary Sanchez. Four by Gio Oshello, who had a huge home run. Um, Oshello, Morales, and Voigt had two runs each. For the Mets, their runs were scored by McNeil, Dominic Smith, Rosario, Nidero, and Legana. So, Yankees fell behind 4-1. to one. They came back to win 5-12. And now they trail game two by the score of 3-0. Um, runs scored by McNeil, um, Davis, and Elsano. All three was hit RBI by Elsano. Must have been a home run. But anyhow, the Yankees will be getting um, some of their... I was starting to get, finally get, starting to get healthy. Um, they're having a great year despite a lot of injuries. Stanton and Judge are on the horizon. They've So that should help with their batting. They are tied with the Rays. Both have 41 wins and 24 losses each. So I'm... So I, I got to be impressed with what the Yankees have done with... Um, without Stanton and Judge, and really, um, <coughs> and just with a lot of backups, I mean, people complain about the Yankees buying championships, but they built a lot of this roster from within. Just some A-ball, double-A pitcher, having to, imagine some A-ball or double-A pitcher having to face Judge or Stanton in triple-A. They might, um, it'll be crazy to see those two of the minors with their rehab stints. Um, they would have saw that each at bat counts. This will hopefully stop them from falling away three times as hard as they can and striking out. It's important that they shorten their swings with two strikes and make contact. Also, not to chase the pitches out of the strike zone. But there is something to be said for that slightly altering your approach in a two-strike count. There were indicators earlier this season that Judge was working on shortening his swing in such circumstance. It would be a huge if a, a lineup when healthy could cut on strikeouts. It sees the conventional wisdom of the past decade plus around value of three true outcomes as being revert. Strikeouts are rally killers. I hear Oxford Gregorius talk a lot about how he would change his approach in different situations, which I think is somewhat silly because he had the ability to take something off and still hit lasers all over the field. It's like Piscasso trying to teach a junior or high school art class. So much judged because he is so patient with the pitches. He doesn't like that. I wouldn't really want him to change anything. But Stanton has the raw strength to actually benefit from this in a way that Alex Rodriguez, he could probably shorten his swing at times to cut down on swings and misses and still hit the ball with a ton of authority. Um, he is one of the most talented baseball players of all time. Alex A-Rod is one of the most talented baseball players of all time. So he could alter his swing without sacrificing too much power. But most players aren't able to do this, so they pick a poison in some other form. Um, I hope Judge and um, Stan come back and keep hitting the way they've been their entire careers. <coughs> like the .400 on-base percentage for Judge and a close to 1.0 on-base percentage. Combined with the bombs he hit and the rest of the, to uh, the, rest of the tools in the bag that make him the, one of the best all-around players of the game. And while Stanton, um, I'll take that. And maybe the strikeouts would drop a bit if umpires would start realizing that balls at Judge's shins aren't strikes. 
And while Stanton may have had this season last year, or anyone may consider it below Stanton's standards, I'll take his 850 on base percentage close to 40 bombs in what, in what was considered a quote-unquote bad year. A couple of things get lost with his 2018. He had a bat. He played through a hamstring injury, and to his credit, however, that limited his outfield time. Which, unfortunately, when Judge went all, all of a sudden left the team, and which was Shane Robinson on the big club, and Neil Walker having to play games out there, his June and July and August were outstanding. His September not so much. Unfortunately, some folks wanted to judge the whole thing on last the last to see. His 2019 isn't going to show great numbers to finish because of lost time. However, there is a chance that when he returns and gets back to his regular bat-bats, he could have a huge impact on the stretch of the team. In truth, since his full, full season in the big leagues, judges developed a very compact swing on the back end. I think part of his dilemma is that he has such a large strike zone to cover that he has often looked specific pitch at a specific location. Um... I understand the consideration of having Judge and Stanton back in the lineup. Are, um, are people afraid that having a former MVP in the lineup and a former Rookie of the Year? Those are two guys in the middle of their lineup pitches that will fear. Um, and since um, this has turned to a contact hitting team, it only means so much that Judge and Stanton are going to get more pitches to hit. If you're a pitcher and you can't walk Judge and Stanton, if you can't have guys on base and you can't pitch around them, we all know Judge loves to walk. The lineup gets deeper, scarier, and more prolific. And you're adding two guys who can very easily hit the ball out of the ballpark. Guys like DJ set the table, and Judge and Stanton bring him in. Sure, they strike out, but strikeouts are a part of the game. One thing I wouldn't mind seeing when the, when the Yankees get Judge back is moving D, D, um, DJ t into the three-hole. Put Hicks at back of the line leadoff, Judge is second, and it just gives a high on-pace percentage guys more of a chance to get, and might get DL. D Hicks did more, even more of a more RICP chances. They then have Gary Sanchez, Voight, and Stan to clean that lineup. And maybe use the nine hole with another base percentage guy so when lineup turns in that place in order to, it's almost a second likely off spot. Waiting for Hicks and Judge to do some harm, that might mean Urshela or even Clint Frazier in that spot. But at the same time, if Frazier, he'll have Glaber and Didi in front of him and Hicks and Judge to pick that up. No problem with Mayu in the third DD shot. But that's only guaranteed to happen once in a game unless the pitcher is throwing a perfect game. I like the idea of having the first three or four hitters at the top of the lineup and the next best hitting at ninth. It pretty much gives you a grouping, a grouping of good hitters coming up regularly. I think grouping the good hitters together is more effective than giving a good hitter at the extra time of the plate. The extra at bat is good for, for, it's good for a batter in later innings. It has the potential of the guy hit him ahead of him in the ninth slot has a good base percentage. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Let's head back to the Bills. Um, about Josh Allen and where how, go how good do we want him to be overall? <coughs> Obviously, we want him to be, the Bills fans want him to be the next Tom Brady. Because if you have a quarterback that good, it really doesn't matter how good the rest of your roster is. You can have a guy like Chris Hogan, who is pretty eh right here at Buffalo, all of a sudden look good. But we want, I'm, I'm thinking Bills fans are comparing to Cam Newton. Even though Newton's been up and down, and the Panthers have been up and down. One year, the Panthers are 15-1, Cam Newton's the league MVP, and they're in the Super Bowl. 
The next they're six and ten. But I think we'd be ecstatic if Allen was as good as Cam Newton. But what would be the basement? Uh, I think we want to be better than Andy Dalton. The ironic thing, the ironic thing about Andy Dalton is that before he threw that pass to Tyler Boyd, fans would have been like, yes, I would love an Andy Dalton. Now they're like, no, he's simply not good enough. We want to be, I think we want to be better than Ryan Tannehill. What about Joe Flacco? Um, it, I, I think fans want him better. But you gotta remember, Joe Flacco did win a Super Bowl. I think if you ask more Bills fans, if they miss the playoffs five times in the next six years, um, but the one time they make it, they win the Super Bowl, I think they'd be happy, think they'd be happy with that. But do you think if Josh Allen was as good as Joe Flacco, do you think the Bills could win the Super Bowl in the next couple of years? I think Alex Smith is the minimum. Um, he's a three-time pro bowler. Um, he's a passing radio leader. And I, he's, he's, he's real solid. I think he's the type of player that Bills fans would want. Maybe Probably Phillip Rivers. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, now that now that Brady Brady now that Brady's starting to regress, um, the Chargers might finally get past the Patriots and into the Super Bowl. I still think the Patriots are going to be good, but we can expect to step backwards. Tom Brady turns forty-two, and he just lost his best weapon in Rob Gronkowski. So, what are your thoughts on that? Hit me up on Twitter at jredshow. Um, so, um, like I said, the Bruins beat the um, Bru Bruins force game seven. Um, the Bruins are smothering and relentless. Um, the Bruins still haven't, but I still haven't seen the Bruins play their best game last night. The first goal was huge. Um, so, we're not going to have to deal with Kev Kelly Sutherland in Game 7. Um, um, according to Scout and Refs, um, Game 7 was supposed to be officiated by, Ke by Sutherland. Um, but Sutherland has... Um, Watch Tyler Bozak take out Neil Noel Carey in the trip. Just just some bad calls in this playoffs. I'm glad the NHL's finally taking accountability for this, but it's just uh but the officiating has been ridiculous. There'll be some head hunting. On Monday at the St. Louis Airport, we play our game, St. Louis coach head coach Brewer said, We're an aggressive physical hockey team. Get on the four check and that's why we play. That's the, way the, that's the way they play Game 7. They were so extra salty on Sunday night. With sucker punches, slashes, and cross-check. I expect them to be dangerous, a dangerous team because that's the only thing that works for them. Beat the opposing teams in defense into submission. I'm certain the Bruins are aware of this play this quietly. The bottom line is officials must control the game. Set the tone early. I am certain the St. Louis will push the envelope. The Bruins can make it look laughable in playing through and put them in the net. Um, um, the refs have shown very little inclination to make calls on body checks where hands are high. 
I don't think they'll change either. <clears throat> but I do think neither team's going to push the envelope too far. I don't think we'll see all that much um, garbage from either squad, as the stakes are too high. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the Stanley Cup playoffs? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Like I said, the NBA Finals. Um, it real, real. You gotta have a lot of respect for Kevin Durant. To, he may be a villain, but to come back from an Achilles injury like that, it is just um, it is just incredible to watch. This is what, if, like I said, if Kevin Durant comes back and he has a hot series. That's the only way I th think he can take the MVP title away from Stephen Curry. But you have a, I mean, for for all the criticism he gets, you gotta have a lot of respect for him. He really had nothing to prove on Mon Monday when he's with the Warriors. But after reporting and engaging to a two a day workout amidst some apparent pressure, and Kevin Looney, what they did, Durant played in Game Five. He played a glorious 12 minutes in the first 14, scoring 11 points and hitting all triple three triples. Um, so, um, he plays because he wants to play. He's a professional basketball player. Unfortunately, he had the outcome that no one wanted him to have. Medicine is imperfect, and trainers and the med staff are made the, the, the best occasion opinion. The net outcome may be he stays a warrior for life, and the dynasty continues for a few more years. The MRI was not impressive and suggested things when he suggested things were good. However, his description of how the calf felt after the first event was worrisome for a partial tear. He felt a pop in the leg. So he probably did keep having the little tweak feelings with the rehab. But the MRI stayed and is looking clean. So I guess there was a disconnect between what the image was shown and what he really felt. Um, He might, he might, he's probably one of the best athletes of the era. Not just, not just in basketball, but all sports. I know that he can come back from a terrible injury and make a full of comfrey to be as good as he was before the injury. Um, um, he, yeah, you gotta give him a lot of credit. Um, so, that will wrap up my show for today. I post this on the Anchor app. I'll be heading home right now. I'll be back next week. I normally do my shows Monday and noon or two, but I've been real busy with um, work, so I've been coming on whenever I can. Anyhow, it's eight o'clock. We've reached the top of the hour. I'm gonna play a legal, some legal IDs, and then um, head on out. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. And come next after these two legal IDs is uh, Happy Trails by Van Halen. So, uh, thank you all for listening on the Anchor app. All for listening on my Twitter account on WGCC 9.7. And cut, here's, and once again, Keelot 9.7, the music FM. Have a great day, everybody. Broadcasting live from the third floor of Genesee Community College, this is WGCC FM Batavia, your home for Batavia's best music, commercial free. 90.7 FM. No music. Broadcasting from the home of champions. 90.7 FM. WGCC FM. Because we are the champions.
And I am back on 9.7 Music Up. 